that joined us in this work. Uh, we had 30 first-timers on this trip, uh, one of the largest groups of first-timers we've ever had. We also had uh, 30 people that were college age and younger, so it was the youngest team overall that we've had. Um, since we started this work in 2001 in St. Augustine, where we went this year was the, our inaugural trip in 2001. Uh, there's been almost 140 members here at Mount Julia that have been on these campaigns, and I want to thank every one of you for your participation over the years. Um, we, had, we treated 1,266 patients. We had an outstanding medical uh, staff that uh, overworked them a day or two, but they kind of got in the, th the throw, and we had a good week. We had 65 dental patients, and we gave eyeglasses to 506 people. We taught over 500 children at night, not at one time, but scattered across the week. You add them all up. We had 500 kids there. We taught 1,430 kids in the schools, which is something we don't get to do here in the States, but we'd go in and the principal would allow us to take our team in to teach them a Bible class. And we had 426 teens that attended our nighttime lessons. Across the course of the week, we had 348 personal Bible studies with 583 people in attendance at those studies. Most important numbers are the baptisms. We had 12 baptisms and 8 restorations. And we want to give God the glory for, for the week that we had. We've got a number of people that are going to come up here to the podium tonight. Some you've uh, seen up here before and some will be kind of new at the podium. It's one of the things that I get to see and enjoy when, uh, from going to work down there. People do devos during the week, and then when they get back, they say, I, I want to get up and talk about it. So uh, Phil Wagner, well-known to us, is going to lead a song. Then Jamie Gillespie is going to lead a song. Then Ben Reed is going to give you some impressions that he had from the trip. Then Dennis Buchanan is going to lead a song. Langley Sigirski is going to give us his impression of the trip. Uh, Joey Cartwright is going to lead a song. Tony Torres is going to talk about his impression of the trip and offer our invitation. Then um, Phil Wagner will, will lead the rest of our song service, and Ronnie Travis will uh, finish us out with prayer. Now let's worship God. Let's all stand up and sing out tonight. Light the fire. Everyone lift your voice and let's praise God together. I stand to praise you.
We're going to sing the uh, first and third verses of God's family. Uh, that's hymn number 744. Uh, and I, I know he said everybody to sit back down, but, you know, standing down here, it sounds so good. And uh, I love this song. This song is a beautiful, beautiful song. And our family uh, truly is worldwide. And I would love it if everybody would please stand up again and let's just sing this to the best of our ability and uh, let's praise God with this beautiful song that we've been blessed with. We're part of the Somos la familia de Dios. We are the family of God. That song just explains it perfectly. We are the family of God. <clears throat> I guess I have a, a list of things that kind of came out to me as I kind of wrote down my, my thoughts on this, this week. 
that we went through, uh, humbled by the experience, uplifted by the willingness of others to serve, excited to be given the opportunity to serve, awakened from my daydream life, ashamed I haven't done more, burdened by the yoke of complacency, aware that the devil is working hard, concerned for those left behind, hopeful for another opportunity, provoked to encourage others to serve, relieved that Christ died for me, disappointed that he had to. Prayerful that my girls obey the gospel. Optimistic in the future. Nada es imposible con Dios. Nothing is impossible with God. In Luke chapter 18, verses 18 through 25, Jesus tells of the the parable of the rich young ruler. He explains how, how hard it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Verses 26 and 27 of of chapter 18 of Luke, it reads, And those who heard it said, Who then can be saved? And Jesus answered them, saying, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Nada es imposible con Dios. Nothing is impossible with God. Amen? My main responsibility in El Salvador was to transport people around different areas. and, and uh, So I drove the kitchen staff in the morning and in the evening, back and forth from the, uh, from the kitchen there at the church. Uh, I had the ability to drive men and women to different towns and villages. Uh, women actually conducted uh, uh, children's classes while the men went out to evangelize the town. Uh, I was able to take uh, a lot of our teens to different uh, uh, schools and different uh, villages there to, uh, to, to mingle and to encourage the youth of that, of that town to, to study the word and to, and to obey the word and to, and to find them within themselves and their families to, to, uh, to study. Uh, my wife and I were most impressed with our teenagers. That age group, uh, their willingness to serve in any manner. When you asked, they just jumped right to it. How can I help? Where do you want me to be? Yes, I'm gone, and, they're, and, they're, and they're, they're gone doing it before you even almost finish your sentence of what you want them to do. Um, due to a couple small incidents of blown tires, I was given the nickname of Tire Killer, so, uh, which also won me the Mario Andretti Award for the week. <laughs> but uh, we had a good time just the same. Uh, but all of a sudden, this was an amazing trip. I would say that probably all who have been on a mission trip before can attest to this. If you desire to share the word of God with others, God will grant you the opportunity to do just that. Uh, There are many mission works here at Mount Juliet to become involved with. Uh, This is just one of many. Uh, Are they all going to be for you? No, probably not. But there is something here for all of us to do. But this one thing holds true for all of us and all who go. 
It will change your life if you let it. Luke 18, verse 29 and 30. Jesus spoke to the same group there that were listening to his parable of the rich young ruler and said, Surely I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who should not receive many times more in this present time and the age to come eternal life. It will change your life if you let it. This morning, David talked about 1 Timothy chapter 4. And uh, in verses 15 and 16, we kind of uh, learn of what Timothy needed to do. Uh, Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them. For doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. We should learn from Timothy. that That we are to give all our time and attention to the word of God, ceaselessly learning the scriptures, ever watchful in our life and in our conduct to show others Christ living in us. This, tri- this trip has truly changed my life. Nada es imposible con Dios. Amen? We're all going to sing hard-fighting soldier, and everybody sing out, because that's what each and every one of us are. We're all hard-fighting soldiers, and it's for God's glory. So let's sing.
Good evening. I know why people smile when they walk up here, because this is a beautiful sight. So look over you folks. Um, I learned four things when I was in El Salvador. Actually, I learned more, and I could tell you about it for an hour, but I'm going to try to keep it brief. El Salvador, San Salvador, they make fantastic bacon. I know that when you're preparing cantaloupe, it's like field dressing a small animal after a while. (laughs) A medical mission creates comfort for the folks that it serves. It creates opportunity to preach the gospel. And they struggle and they suffer with the very same things that we do here in America. The economic climate's just a little bit different. I guess on Thursday when we were wrapping up, David, he comes to me and he says, Man, what, would, what are you going to tell Mount Juliet when you walk in the doors? What are you going to say? How are you going to describe this? And I really didn't know because I wasn't expecting something like that. But a lesson that he gave a few days later, and it's kind of like I can answer that question. If you'll go to Matthew 11, chapter, Matthew chapter 11, verse 4 and 5, And this is John the Baptist, and he's asking his disciples to go ask Jesus as he's the one. And Jesus tells tells John's disciples to go back, and he says, Go and report to John what you see and hear. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Based on the abilities and the, and the financial situation and, and all the prayers and everything that was given to us, this team that went down there, we come, as, as Buddy was given these numbers, we comforted a lot of people. We did a lot of things. Folks with rashes or spider bites or, or, or high blood pressure or many ailments, they were able to receive comfort. Those with lice had their heads washed. Those with dental issues, we were able to take care of a few of those things. Folks needed a bed. They got beds. It was a beautiful thing to see how everything just kind of came together and worked for God's glory. Not to mention, we had 12 people baptized into Christ. We had eight restorations, and um, I think we even had a couple get married in order so they would be able to obey the gospel the way that God teaches us to obey the gospel. I got to work in the kitchen. I got to wash a lot of dishes. I got to walk and and see the young folks working in the schools, walk down the streets and shake a lot of hands. I got to see seven people on Thursday get baptized, and it was a great honor to be able to just stop and see that over and over and over, every one of them. And it's such a beautiful thing. They struggle with the same things that we struggle with. I got an opportunity to study with a guy named Carlos. And, you know, he wanted to blame a lot of the problems that he had because he didn't have any money and the the situation's poor. And over here, when we have problems, we write laws and we, and we, we try to throw money at things. But the thing that we're doing that's wrong is this is the answer to the problems that we have over here and we are not getting it through to the folks that, hey, 
seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and allow him to take care of all these things. Let that be his burden. My burden is to follow you, Lord, and I have to remember that. So with Carlos, tried to find him where he was at and talked to him a little bit about contentment, and it is worth it. And so Matthew 13 and verse 44 says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid again. And from joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. And that is what this gospel is like. And it has to be in our hearts and it has to be on the tip of our tongue. It's got to be on our forehead. It's got to be on our hands. We have got to talk about it everywhere we go all the time. Striving. People will see that it is that important. And maybe they will want to sell everything that they have to get some of what we have. In order to wrap this up, I guess, those folks, because of their situation, we had a lot of opportunity for those Bible studies and to go in there and and to plant a lot of seed, to do a lot of watering, and God sure did cause the increase. And uh, if it's okay, I'd just like to say a real quick prayer of thanksgiving for that. So let's pray. And dear Father in heaven, thank you so much for this time and thank you for this effort and and thank you for for all the prayer warriors that were here and in other congregations. And we just thank you, dear Lord, that that you do answer prayer and that we see your mighty works in in all the places of our lives. And if if we don't, we need to look harder. We, We need to get you into our hearts and we need to keep our eyes focused on you all the time. And please help us with that. And thank you for Jesus, and thank you so much for allowing us to be here tonight. And we love you, and we do humbly pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I have come into the world as a light. Let's let's sing this song. Shine, Jesus, shine. Lord, as a light of your love.
And they left me enough time to preach a sermon. <laughs> First of all, I want to thank the elders uh, for having the, the foresight to, to support this uh, mission that I was fortunate to go on. Uh, for so many years, I sat where you're sitting right now in a congregation in California, always sitting there thinking, man, I wish I could go. One of these, one of these times, I want to, I want to go. And, and I desired to go for so many years. And coming out here and having the opportunity, and, and it's just been an incredible experience. Like uh, Phil, uh, like Langley, and and, and uh, what's your tire wrecker over here? <laughs> ben had talked about uh, just just so wonderfully uh, blessed to be a part of this, and uh, seeing seeing uh, Phil Wagner uh, in action amongst these people is an incredible uh, uh, experience because his love. For what he's doing comes out so much, and and uh, and the people just love him to no end, uh, and we're just so thankful for what you're doing out there, Phil. Uh, Elias, where's Elias? I've been looking for him all night. Being able to be a part of his uh, mission team has been was incredible. This this man, you have a wonderful Spanish preacher at this congregation. We went into so many houses. And we, would, we, we probably had one that was two hours long. And uh, for the first three or four days, we didn't get any, any kind of uh, reaction from anybody wanting to be baptized. And we were kind of thinking, man, what's going on? Because we had some great studies. And then, of course, the last day, we were able to talk with uh, one of the Honduras preacher's son and, uh, and, and another girl. And with his uh, mother talking to him, both those two young children were, were responding to the gospel and were baptized. And that was incredible. Uh, our teens, uh, we got so many teens that win. I don't even know how many, Phil. I mean, uh, buddy, how many teens do we have? Like 30, 30 teens uh, sitting in these Bible studies. And, and even though I was fortunate to experience or maybe understand 60% of what Elias was saying, I would have some verses that I thought would be appropriate at the time. And then I started getting some of the teens, like, like uh, Carter Moles. He'd say, Tony, tell them about this one. Alan Cottrell did the same thing. Ashley, uh, all these kids were just wanted to be, they were such a part of everything. They just didn't sit there just to listen to what was going on. They were a part of it. And I just, I just give you guys all kinds of uh, praise over here for what you've done. Uh, and, and, oh. <laughs> Sarah Dutton, I was told there's going to be this lady you're going to meet, Sarah Dutton. Now, she's not here. And when I met her, I got to ride the bus back with her a couple times. And, uh. Just seeing how her love for the mission work and what she's doing in Panama is incredible. And, and we got to talking about what she wanted to see happen. And she talks about wanting to see a school being built. And I've been so on fire about this experience of, of doing this missionary work. I, I, I like said, I want to help build it. How can I help? I said, I'll find some people that got money. How much do we need? She says, $100,000. I says, oh, man, that's no problem. So we're going to try to figure out how to help her build a school. I mean, it's just incredible. I, I just, my wife doesn't even know this, but I, I want to go back. I, I want to go help out all kinds of what I can do. Uh, let her hold down the fort for a while. She did a pretty good job. But all kidding aside, uh, if you've ever thought about going, please go. I mean, your life will be changed, as Ben, was, as ben said. I mean, mine has been changed. I, for the first time in my life, I actually feel like, like when I read about Paul and I read about Jesus saying he didn't have a, a pillow to lay his head on or, or some place to sleep. 
I mean, you've seen some of these pictures. You've seen what these people live in. We have it so good out here. And I'm not, I'm not going to play us down or anything, but it, it's just an awesome experience to see the encouragement for these people when they hear the word. I mean, there was one lady that was, was listening to them preaching or, or Bible study with two other people, and they didn't want to have anything to do with it. And she says, I need to be baptized. This older woman was baptized. I mean, it was just incredible. Uh, just a wonderful experience, and I'm so thankful for it. Uh, please, if you ever have the opportunity, I know I'm going to do every Lord willing, I'm going to do everything I can to go next year. Let's see, did I leave anybody out? I wanted to touch base with them. Of course, we had uh, Taylor Gillespie, who did a, a, an awesome impression of Dennis uh, Buchanan. And I, I, I don't know why I didn't think about it, Dennis, but I, I wish I had given it to the boys in the pit because we could have seen that video. I videoed it on my film, and you got to see what she did. It was incredible. i got to switch gears a little bit right now and talk to you from God's Word and, and hopefully encourage some of you tonight that have been putting off uh, responding to the gospel. We, we uh, went into so many homes, uh, and, and like Phil, uh, Buddy gave you the numbers about who, uh, how many were we're preached to and how many Bible studies we had. I want to talk to you a little bit about Hebrews chapter 12. And in California, I got a chance to preach this one time and uh, we didn't have the benefit of, of the video that you guys have out here. And, and, and when I was uh, studying for this, the one thing I thought about was uh, uh, a little uh, video that I wanted to play before I, before I kind of proceed any further. And, uh, but first I want to read the scripture. Hebrews chapter 12, starting in verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jerry? This production, which seemed incredibly unwieldy, started to kind of come together uh, in such a way that you could shoot it all in one place and base the company in one place. I don't know um, what the audio is. Take the viewer all over. If you don't know, this movie's Forrest Gump. And uh, he's being chased by some boys. And the little girl, Jenny, said, run, Forrest, run. And he's got these, these straps on his legs. He's got, he's got health issues here. And, and uh, he started off running. And when I was studying for this a few years back, I thought about this part of the movie right here coming up. That's good, Jerry. Thank you. 
in that movie, I wanted to kind of use it as an analogy for us. There might be something that's hindering your work for the Lord. There might be something that you're struggling with. And, and I use this because when he takes off running, he's struggling, he can't run. And all of a sudden, he sheds off everything. Just like the Hebrew writer says here. He says, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us. You know, when you're around sin, all of a sudden you get desensitized the more you're around it. And it becomes easier, I guess, if to put up with, to tolerate. But if you hinder, if you get rid of that, if you just throw everything off that hinders you and focus and fix your eyes on Jesus, then, then you're going to be in the, going the right track. And uh, that's kind of why I use it. It says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him. And I always wondered, how can it be joyful? He was, he was joyful going to the cross and dying on our behalf. You know, if you haven't become a child of God, if you have never responded to the gospel, um, it, there's, there's so much that God has to offer us. You know, this, this time that we have here on earth, it's temporary. It's a fleeting moment. And uh, the, the, the treasures that are awaiting us are just unbelievable. We're going to have an invitation song. And during that invitation song, if you feel that, that you want to respond to the gospel, please do so because there's no better time than right now. You never know how much time we have left in our lives. If you've had some sin that you've been hanging on to that, that you haven't been able to shed, and you need to come back and, and be restored to, uh, to your uh, service to, to the Lord. Let us come and, and, and do that as we stand and sing the song right now.